Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow, what a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all joined us for an amazing day. It's a feast of a day because my fucking skinny boy, David So. David So Skinny. Hello, my friends. I have been losing weight. Yo, this man looks sexy as shit. Let me tell you something. People treat you differently when you lose weight, and it is disgusting. <laughs> All right. People ask for more hugs. <laughs> well, because they know they can hug you and not get some uh, waft of funk. I have never been stinky. And I vehemently didn't. Let me tell you something, this motherfucker over here, right? I had this one post where I forgot to put my pants on. I had these boxers. Oh, we talked about it already. <laughs> you stupid idiot. 
Um, uh, well, first of all, thank you. We brought we got some El Pollo Loco, um, and I'm excited because I fucking love El Pollo Loco. Welcome back to Dudes Behind the Foods. I'm Tim Chantarongsu. And I'm David So. Wow. David, David, more like David So, uh, 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 a thread through a needle because you're fucking skinny boy, thin boy now. I thought you were going to call me Fat So. No, no, I no. was going to get really sad. Those days are gone. And let me tell you something. That was my nickname in elementary school. Oh, we know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> El Pollo Loco, if you guys want to pretend like you want to be healthy and have something delicious, El Pollo Loco is the shit. But it actually is healthy. Er, than fried chicken. Well, yeah, and a lot of other things. I mean, El Pollo Loco is definitely, I heard it was like, you know, the healthiest uh, fast food chain. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, and um, what I like to do, I like to, you know what I'm saying, get that tortilla, get a rip off a chunk of that chicken. I like the dark meat. I ask for that leg and that thigh. Mm-hmm. I dip it in their little avocado salsa they got. Mm-hmm. Man. Ooh. Mm. Do you know people who dislike El Pollo Loco? Yes. And let me tell you something. Those people are re- ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. <laughs> <laughs> I got into a whole Twitter argument with, well, not an argument, but um, this dude I know from Toronto, um, this dude Julian, he was tweeting about how trash El Pollo Loco is. Okay, where does he live? I will fuck him up. <laughs> he's in Toronto. How big is he? With the mandem. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's, um, he's a tall, uh, sexy, light-skinned man. Never mind, we'll just talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I was trying to tell him that... El Pollo Loco is fire. People sleep on it. And he probably got a bad batch. Because, look, there have mm. been the occasions where, you know what I'm saying, maybe it's the end of the day. Uh, it, it's the last few little chickadees on the grill. Maybe this shit's kind of dry, okay? Sometimes you get a dry batch. But when you get a good batch, that shit hits, bro. Like today. Yes. I always go to the same one that's really close to me. Right up at 10 a.m. It's all fresh as shit, juicy mm. as hell. And I'll tell you this. I've been to a lot of other spots in L.A. Mm-hmm. that aren't the chain of Pollo Loco. And guess mm. what? They're not even that great. Mm. Compared to this? You talking about grilled chicken spots? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got the formula down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Disrespect El Pollo Loco. I'll kiss you in your fucking mouth. Look. I, even the sides are popping. Mm-hmm. Their mac and cheese, like, um, their fucking corn salsa. Like, everything's pretty delicioso, if I do say so. Dude, so... A couple years, a couple years back, mm-hmm. I had Mariel on this podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know the way me and Mariel talk. We fuck with each other all the time, mm-hmm. like we bicker back and forth. That's just mm-hmm. how we've been since for the past eight years. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have her on the podcast, and we were talking about this one time. We were just fucking around with each other because <laughs> we went to El Pollo Loco, yeah, and she wanted to get coleslaw or some shit. I'm like, don't get that shit. It's whack. I'm gonna get rice. <laughs> And then we know we're bickering, we're having fun or whatever, whatnot. And then there was like a, a buddy of mine told me there was this Reddit thread saying that I'm an abusive uh, boy, <laughs> that I'm abusive because I control my lady and I only let her order the food that she wants. Oh my god! I'm like, this is a comedy podcast. How do you not know this by now? But was, there was like this whole thing. There was like TikToks about how abusive I am. What? Yeah, like they, recent shit. Uh, yeah, it was like two, three years ago. Oh my god! Because I never had a TikTok, so I didn't know. I don't know these things. That's what's crazy about. Taking things out of context, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you have shit like we have hour long conversations with our now multiple podcasts 
And sometimes we do bits. We be mm-hmm. fucking around. Mm-hmm. And it'd be so easy for someone to take that out of context without any type of explanation, without watching the rest of the shit. You know what I'm saying? When when all the content is being consumed in little one-minute chunks. And one of the things, too, that Mary Hunter realized that we were talking about is that I think because she's not a comic, right, and she doesn't do, like, what we do, mm-hmm. she'll try to one-up the comedy, mm. but there's no context in it, and it just sounds really bad. Like, for example, it'll be like, I was like, dude, you farted last night. Your butt stings. She goes, well, you're a bitch. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. This <laughs> is still pretty funny. Know, I'm like, hold on a second. I was like, I was here. You were here. Let's, let's meet somewhere in the fucking middle. And I was like, why'd you call me a bitch? And she's like, what? Well, you called, you said my butt stinks, so I called you a bitch. Aren't they the same thing? I'm like, no, it's not the same thing. But let me tell you, though, if she went on Twitter, her shits would go viral. <laughs> because I love the exchanges I see where it's two people talking shit to each other on Twitter. And then the first person is, like, talking, like, yeah, you know, maybe you should get that, like, uh, maybe you should get a new wig because your wig is looking raggedy or whatever, right? And then that person will clap back and be like, well, it looks like your mom won't be buying a wig anytime soon. And you go to that person's profile and says, rest in peace, mom, I love you. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, it's like, I love, I love that. There's you a, know? That's what Twitter's really good for when you kind of, it's never really the video comment. The video is the comments below that are fucking wild, mm-hmm. man. Somebody wrote, because <laughs> fucking Rachel Dolezal has nudes. Oh, okay. bro! She opened up an OnlyFans. Fucking Rachel Dolezal. You lying? She did. And let me tell you something. Not my proudest fat, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what category she's supposed to be in. <laughs> you like Ebony Queen? It's <laughs> 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 <is> Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> She opened a fucking OnlyFans. Wow. I mean, I guess w- w- that's a good move for her, I guess. I'll tell you this right now. Titty's kind of nice. Oh, you actually peeped? Uh, it was on Twitter. You just, People posted oh, it. Oh, interesting. And so I was like, the titties are kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Funniest comment, though, was somebody who was also an OnlyFans person. They're mm-hmm. like, it's it's really not cool to post copyrighted content. And somebody, the person clapped back. He goes, you, you know what else isn't cool? You. And I just fucking, I don't know why that made me giggle. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But she has a fucking OnlyFans, man. Look, first of all, Twitter is hilarious, and you got to give credit where it's due. Black Twitter is is where the funniest shit is coming from. They don't give a fuck I know. about nothing. I know, I know. The funniest shit and the most just, like, petty. Like, <laughs> like when I reference those just, just like, fucking crazy clapbacks, it's always, like, Black Twitter, you know? And, hey... Amazing. The, the way they went in on the queen when she passed away <laughs> was the, f- I was like, it's weird because like a part of me is like, listen, this person is somebody's mother, whatever, mm. whatnot. But I couldn't help but laugh Man, just look. because of how ridiculous it was. And that's, that's our sense of humor. Right. And yeah. I also feel like that's the thing sometimes, you know, that, that like black internet is so good at, like they're, they're good at um, being able to laugh at themselves and just like not take shit too seriously because one time bro like because i feel like asian twitter it is so serious sometimes oh where i know i'll leave a fucking comment on like a next shark post and sometimes people either like get like mad when i'm just making a joke they'll get mad or like this is not something you joke about or they get very you know they're so sensitive sometimes right to the point where but like bro do you were you on twitter during the n-word navy times 
What is that? <laughs> Hold on, what is that? So somebody from a fucking government page tweeted, yeah, we're going to start, like, we're going to get, <laughs> they were trying to say a bigger Navy, but there was a typo. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you put two and two together. And the tweet was not bigger, but it was something that rhymes with bigger. So it was like, we need a bigger Navy, okay? So then black Twitter starts going in. Of course, people were, for, were like, what the fuck is this? But then other people were just like making like so many jokes, um, like ma- making light crazy. of it, bro. And it was so great that they were able to take that and flip it and like just laugh about it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Asian Twitter would have been so fucking, like, having petitions signed and shit, you know? If there's, I think, like, there's a good balance, right? There's a good balance to talk about shit that's, like, real issues, and there's other ways to flip. I think it's just about, like, black culture in general in this country has been able to make their lemons into lemonade, mm-hmm. and so they do it so fucking well. 100%. Like, I was, I was, this is just some random sh- shit at night where I was thinking about it, and it kind of blew my mind. I don't know why this was so fucking, maybe it's because I was taking, I was smoking, but <laughs> it was, like, the idea of, like, you have like people it, it started with my thoughts of like uh, when I went to Korea and I saw how vastly the country changed in a matter of 20 years. And it's like, oh, shit, like that's pretty fucking amazing. And I thought about like what's the equivalent of that in the States? And then I thought about like how everything cool in this in current pop culture is based off of hip hop, which is a huge part of black culture. Of course. And this is like people who are owned as like property. And now they're like everything you do touch and say is cool because of me. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild, dude. How nuts is that shit? I know. Like just from like an outside perspective, just think about that shit. That's pretty fucking nuts, man. I mean. Right, if we want to go get super deep into it, because I'm sure somebody will in the comments anyways. Even, like, in terms of, like, um, like old school, like, gospel songs and, like, mm. Negro spirituals, you know what I'm saying? They were singing them shits when they were slaves, you know, making up their own songs just so they could find a reason to, to live find and some type of <laughs> yeah. happiness. Yeah. Like, we, I was watching, um, if you guys watch this series on Netflix, you know, we are a food podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, watch this uh, series called High on the Hog. Are high on hog, and this is kind mm. of like the. Uh, it, it talks about a lot of like African and uh, like slave and those type of roots that are directly in our food now that people don't even know about, mm. like from mac and cheese, um, like yams, all this other stuff is all from like Africa or slaves who have developed this food that was like given to them as like scraps, mm. and now it's like the most expensive food out there, <laughs> and that shit blows my fucking mind too. Yeah, bro. So hey, shout out to black people. Um, hey, you guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just make everything fucking cool. I remember in high school, there was a girl named Tanisha. Uh-huh. <laughs> this girl, she could do anything and make it cool. She showed up to school. She wore her, all of her clothes inside out. And, and then like, everyone was like, yo. <laughs> and then in my mind, I'm like, this girl's stinky. <laughs> <laughs> she has her clothes inside out. <laughs> then slowly over a couple of weeks, other people started wearing the clothes inside out. Really? Yeah. Not to be funny. Not to be funny. They were just kind of like, Swagger Jack in her. Interesting. But only, you could never, I could never do that and make it cool. Mm-hmm. But she did. And it's always all like, it was always all the uh, the cool, like, hyper-confident black kids that would always start a trend and everybody else would follow it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how cool? How do you do that? Well, speaking of which, um, the speaking of super cool black kids, uh, the show Bel Air sent me a bottle of champagne a while ago oh. that I never opened. And I said, let me bring it for me and David because I'm never going to just drink this shit. So would you like some champagne? I love champagne. Mm-hmm. 
Dun, 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 dun. And it's blue. Dun, dun, dun. Oh! This uh, is from France, Maison Fondée in 1898, and it is called Blue, B-L-E-U. And it is also uh, sent to me by Belle, Luc Belle, limited edition champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a French idiot. <laughs> Well, Sacre Bleu, I will take you on the back and smack you like the idiot you are, huh? Hey, let me ask you this, though. Have you been noticing this trend of girls not shaving their armpits? I've done it for a long time now. What do you think about that? You know what? Look. In terms of preference, not, not anything else. like In terms of preference, well, yes, I would not enjoy uh, armpits with hair on them, mm. okay? Uh but would it stop me? But also on the same token, if I met a like a, just a woman that I thought was beautiful um, and she had some hair in her armpits, would I be like, oh, disgusting, I'm putting my penis away? No. Mm, mm, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course, it's kind of... We were raised uh, just in a just, you know, our whole lives. It's like, yeah, women shave their armpits. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's just what it is. And I feel like, of course, that is in our minds as something that um, we expect and I feel like that's also a part of the reason why they grow their armpit hair. They're like, we're not doing this shit that like has been put into our brains and society to do. You know, fuck it. I grow hair. I'm going to let this shit grow. But, um, you know, of course, when you see some a hairy armpit on a woman at first, it's a little, you it's know. It's jarring. It's just a little jarring, you know. I had to process that shit because I've been seeing it a lot on my feet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> right, right. Because I feel like if I, if. I feel like me feeling that that's unattractive is sometimes like a wrong or something. I don't know why. I feel guilty. I'm like, <laughs> you're fucking sexist, dog. No, it's just I just no, never grew seeing it. You know, we're not used to it. And um, <laughs> you got to zoom in on this fool's fucking face. <laughs> Try not to. Oh, kind of like a, a, like a fruity kind of. Oh, the bottle's not blue. It's actually blue. It's actually the champagne is blue. I've never had this before. <sighs> um. We are in for a treat. I think so. Unless they just do a little fucking blueberry Kool-Aid in the shit, yeah. right? <laughs> Which, hey, kind of sounds fire. Well, hey, it actually really does. Well, cheers to you, David. So we're going to take a toast and then we are going to take a break. Uh, all right, to you, my guy. I love you so much. Cheers to your weight loss. You look amazing. <laughs> I'm still going. It actually smells like blueberries. Raspberries. That's great. That's really, I like that a lot. This is like... Fancy, but also a melted otter pop. <laughs> exactly. It tastes like you put a melted popsicle into some champagne. This tastes like uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. Is where I am on my day. Wow, racist for some reason. Okay, what the hell? Let's I- take a break. <laughs> The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. 
inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tim? Huh? You are a stupid, stupid bitch. What the fuck? I dislike him. Listen, there's very seldom things in my life that make me very envious of people, <laughs> right? Not not much. Absolute money, fame, power, whatever. Mm-hmm. What I dislike about this man, I've been working out since April. <laughs> this guy does like one session. And then all, he's all veiny, all buff and shit. That shit's fucking annoying. It's kind of obnoxious. I dislike it very much. <laughs> all right. First of all, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of knew about this because you did a Barbell Brigade video. Oh, yes, yes. It's like a quick pump video with Bar. Yeah, 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 but people who don't work out at all, even if they get a pump, they, they don't get that. It doesn't mm. happen that way. Mm. And it was a little annoying. And I thought the photo was Photoshopped. <laughs> and then I saw the video and it wasn't Photoshopped. The thumbnail was slightly shopped. Slightly a little shopped. Bit. But when you actually watch the video, you, you, you're like, oh, this isn't as exaggerated as you would have thought going into it, right? Um, well, for one, I'm a very naturally veiny person. I don't know why that is. Um, and I didn't think it was a positive thing until, you know what I'm saying, I hit puberty in like fucking seventh, eighth grade, whatever, and I got these like very kind of bulbous veins, and girls are like, oh my god, your arms are so veiny, oh my god, and like rubbing my veins and shit in class, and I'm like, thank you, God, for this hack, because I definitely wasn't working out, I was just fucking veiny. You know? I have, I only saw veins recently. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors hated me. And that's just in his dick. <laughs> Not even my dick. My dick just looks like a sausage. <laughs> An Italian sausage is smooth all the way around. <laughs> um, I also have a pretty veiny dick as well. Well, there it is. Yeah, yeah. And they went, oh my God, it's, it's so oh my God. Um, Yeah, no, I've always been veiny. And and yes, uh, I my body takes well to working out which is always kind of like which is why it's annoying that I'm not like I annoy myself because I'm not consistent you know what I'm saying because I know that if I was consistent I could build a pretty like solid situation at, in a few months you know what I'm saying like cuz after a couple works out workouts I I already see the difference and I think that's the problem I'll work out a couple times now I have a trainer now but before I had a trainer I'd work out a couple times I'd be like I look fucking good hey you're fired <laughs> get the fuck out <laughs> yeah I'm hey man cancel the rest of the year we're good bro <laughs> it's, it's only one session it's all I need get the fuck out of my house I can I'm, do what you do like I'm all right man but and then I'm just I'm just inconsistent and literally like it's so weird too. Not weird, but work workout guys, like fitness guys, have seen me like just shirtless pictures I post, and they'll be like, "Dude, 
you have such like a, a natural solid foundation, bro. If we just if, if you just put in the time, you could be like really like built. And then you go, nope. And I'm like, pass. And they get super upset. And then I go, no, thank you. I'm gonna go eat with David all day. <laughs> this fat fuck devil. But speaking of which, uh, we just went to a super lit food festival for an episode of When Foodie Calls. My lord. We didn't even get to eat everything. I know. It was just, it would have been impossible. I would have died. By the way, the amount that I farted after <laughs> was unreal. I wasn't allowed to back into the house because it smelled so bad. <laughs> like you were just fucking carrying durians in your backpack. <laughs> um, that's crazy because, so when you said that you were super farty, I wasn't that farty. And I was like, mm, that's weird because, you know, we were eating a lot of shit. Hell yeah. But, you know, mind you, we filmed this shit like what, two, that was Sunday, today's Tuesday. So two days ago, right? Last night, dog, I was up at 2 a.m. shitting my life away. And then she Yeah, she was like, what did you eat on Monday? I was like, I honestly, I barely, I barely ate just a little bit here and there. And I was like, oh, it was everything from the, the fucking Sunday we went in. Finally yep. had all digested because I was like, I had two crazy shits last night, dog. Huge ones. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm, I'm talking about gigantic, incredible hog size shits, dog. I'm like a Tracy Morgan. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I sat on the toilet for an hour. <laughs> I had some ballpark points. <laughs> it was disgusting. Fucking <laughs> Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. I, I want to keep talking about the food shit, but... Tracy Morgan, did you ever see his uh, his zookeeper character? No. On SNL, he had this, it was one of his mainstay characters. Uh, it was a kind of a, a feminine zookeeper, aggressive feminine zookeeper named Brian Fellows. Like he would have a little like, like a little zookeeper hat, little glasses, like little like white glasses, pink glasses. He would go, I'm Brian Fellows. Look at this giraffe. This giraffe is crazy. <laughs> and that was like the whole shit, dog. <laughs> Tracy Morgan is just funny because he's Tracy Morgan, dude. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't give a fuck what he says. He's hilarious. I love it. I love. I, I man, what a what a fucking dope way to be able to have your career. You know what I'm saying? You say anything, and people are like, "This man's hilarious." Dude, I would be so sad if his voice was fake, like Gilbert, like Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. But when I first sent uh, David a video of Gilbert Godfrey's real voice, he was shook. I'll, I'm still shook. Mm hmm. It doesn't make any sense. He's fucking Iago. Also, too, the thing that shocked me the most is that he stays in character in interviews. Yeah. Interviews! I don't know when he decided to do that, but he's probably, I mean... It probably changed his career. How exhausting is that? Dude, it's so fucking hard doing that shit. You know who also, this is going to blow your mind a little bit. You know who also isn't what they sound like in real life? Who? Michael Blackson. Really? The whole Murasuka? He has a, a slight, like, it, it, it might be kind of like a slight accent, but his, he's, he, he's from Philadelphia. When he, when just, when you're just talking to him regular, he's not, he's, he, he, he don't sound like that, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, is he still on Wild and Out? Uh, he pops in here and there. Oh, um, he, he was funny. Michael Bat he kills it, right? Not even just the accent shit. Like, he's just his, so good. His you could tell this fool got roasted so much when he was younger. He's <laughs> he's ready for it. Mm -hmm. Anything. He could roast you about fucking goddamn anything, dude. He said some shit one time. He wasn't even, like, producers had to talk to him. Hey, Michael, could you, like, 
actually try and rap a little bit during Wild Style because he would just get on there and talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he would cut the beats. He'd be like, hey, cut that shit, cut that shit. And then he'd be like, he, he brought up me in DC um, to the front of the stage. Didn't even say any type of rap. He was like, hey, Rush Hour 8. And everybody laughed. Everyone <laughs> cracked up. That's all we had to do. This is so stupid. But I don't even want him to rap though. Yeah. I love it when he cuts that shit and he just starts talking shit because it's so fucking good. If you watch him on little reality shows and shit he's been on, he's, he's he'll tone it down like... He's been toning it down a lot um, over the years. He's getting tired of it. Yeah, exactly. He's like kind of trying to just be a little more of himself. But um, yeah, it looks good. You know what we should try? Speaking to Michael Blackson. You ever had fufu? I have never had fufu. And I want to try it so bad. Everybody, there was like this huge thing on TikTok where everybody was trying out fufu. And every, I, they're like, oh, have you? <clears throat> Here's one thing that kind of annoys me about like these sometimes new content creators <laughs> is when they try something for the first time, but they act like they had it their whole life. Okay. It's like, listen, you don't have to like make people feel bad for not knowing something that you didn't know yourself either. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. just share the fucking joy. You're not fucking talk down to people about shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, Fufu is this. They started, like, naming all this, like, information about it. And they go, oh, yeah, I've had it my whole life. And I'm like, no, you haven't. A hundred percent you have it. Maybe they have, dog. No, they have not. You could tell because when somebody eats something and they go, <laughs> they go, oh, <laughs> it's like the first time they've had it ever. I'm like, you fucking liars. Well, you're a fufu. Well, guess what? You're being fufu right now. I think, oh, you know what? I should hit up Michael Blackson and do a fucking mukbang eating fufu. Because that motherfucker goes in, bro. Oh, he, you saw him eat it in front of you? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, he's posted so many videos. Of oh, him eating fufu? He's the first person I've actually really seen eating that shit. Um, mm. just, just from following him on Instagram. And I was like, what is this? Um, but it looks fire, especially all the stews and shit they serve it with. It looks pretty bomb. Because, you know, I'm a big I'm a big injera guy now. You know what I'm saying? It's the stew with it that makes it look so fucking good. Like, I saw this video of a dad making his daughter her favorite food. Which it was like a chicken stew mm-hmm. with fufu. And then she lit the fuck up. The way she ate it made it look so fucking good. Yeah. You should see Michael Blackson eat it. It's it's makes it look amazing. And it also, it's disgusting. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, And he has an, his chick is Asian. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, yeah. He's been with her for a while. He's so skinny. He's a skinny man. That's why I can't picture him eating food. Oh, I gotta show you this video. He always does this thing. Also on his um on his Instagram, he does it all the time. It's like his thing. He fucking eats the fish eyes of a fried fish. He'll always take the eye out and eat it, and like, and uh, he's just kind of that's just, some Asian shit. That's why he got the Asian girl. I thought it was some Asian shit too, but I was like, oh, okay. Well, apparently, Africans do it too. It's it's just immigrants. Anybody who's an immigrant. <laughs> I didn't know he's from. Phil- that's fucking crazy. That blows my mind. Yeah, man. Like, I've had, like, a regular conversation where he was just like, hey, what's up, man? How you been? Hey, Modisoka. Hey, Tim. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fans went by. He said, Modisoka, you crazy. So anyways, man, <laughs> how's life? It's the Dave Chappelle and Lil John thing. <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> what um, the fuck? My mind's blown right now. I knew I would blow your mind. He's so funny. But speaking of mind blowing, we like I said, we went to a delicious food festival the other day, the Los Angeles Times. Let's have some churros. The Los Angeles Times food bowl. Let's bite these churros. Cheers. Clink swords. Hmm. Yeah, sugar rice. Hmm. I've never had a pollo loco churros, and um, it's pretty fire. That's great. Like, yeah, it'll taste like a traditional churro. It's a little crispier on the outside, but mmm, mmm. A pollo loco. You just keep surprising me. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Kind of. Surprising how good it is. I I did not think it was gonna be as tasty as this. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. All right. Not mad at all. I'm going to take one more bite. Sorry, y'all. I actually really enjoy this. Oh. Um, the consistency actually reminds me of um, this Thai and also like Chinese. A lot, of, a lot of countries do it. Oh, the donut. The donut. Yeah. A little crispy on the outside, really um, soft and warm and gushy on the inside. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay, so we went to this Los Angeles Times food festival. And look, oh, how times have changed over the past few years. Because when we originally went to this shit for one of the first episodes of Santa Foods, I paid for all the tickets, okay? Tickets were like 100 something dollars a person for this mm-hmm. food festival. And we went, me and David— it. Yeah, 100% worth it. We went, got super drunk, super full. I'm talking about I went home that night. Uh, if you look, it's called the Los Angeles Times, um, whatever the fuck. It's early Sin Foods episodes, right? Yeah. But, but we're like, I went home that night, and I was like, oh, on the floor, rubbing my stomach because I was so overly full, right? This fool David walked <laughs> into a bush. <laughs> Fell into a bush. He was so drunk. And and just, you know, <laughs> lethargic. I, I was like, hey, I need to go walk this alcohol <laughs> off because I was so dr- I was. He, so Chia sent me a video <laughs> on the floor just going, oh, because <laughs> oh, we ate so much. I felt the same, but I decided to walk it off. And the moment <laughs> I walk outside, I just fall right into a bush <laughs> and I couldn't get out. <laughs> it was absorbing me. <laughs> So I say how times have changed because this time around, my guy, oh. the tickets were free. They and listen, apparently it's like a three day event thing. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dude. It's worth all the money because it's some of the best restaurants. Like I, when I was there, I was like, oh, Osteria, um, blah 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 blah, is here. Nancy Silverton's restaurant. Yes, when I was there, there was literally like three or four restaurants that that had like you know their little tents. Or little booths, and I was like, yo, I literally have this restaurant written down in my phone as a place I've been mm. meaning to try. And they're there. Everything was popping, bro. And shout out to Stella Atois for hooking us up with the tickets. They hit me up. They were like, yo, Tim, would you like some free tickets to this? I said, fuck yeah. Can I bring my guy and my camera guy and my sound guy? And they said, Okay. They were like, see. They were like, okay. And it was funny is because I thought it was going to be more of a, like an activation at the Stella shit because they were like, yeah, come, you know, come have a, um, come stop by our booth. We'd love to say what's up. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, y'all, let's, let's get a little bit at the Stella Atois booth. And I get that. I'm like, how's it going? And the lady's like, what do you want? It's <laughs> like, sure. Well, okay. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the only beer. <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. You're like, hey. And she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Not really. She was super nice. No, basically. But she just had no idea who I was. You know what was going on with no. the cameras and stuff? Yeah. Like, okay. We're just going to promo you guys. Like, all right. Well, just so you know, uh, someone from your boss invited me, you bitch. <laughs> and he's, his hair started turning yellow with streaks. <laughs> he started becoming a Karen. <laughs> yeah. My veins got super popping. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was so fucking bomb. Um, we were literally like, look, normally when we shoot a, a when foodie calls or maybe send foods, I might be calling it send foods again. Uh, I'll, I'll keep y'all posted on that. Um, but when we shot when foodie calls, when we shoot that shit, we'll get maybe four or five food items and I'll be like, cool, ask straight for an episode. Let's call it a day, right? We must have had like 20 different bites, dog, because everything was so good. My stomach was hurting, dude. Camera guy John 
went through two memory cards. I'm like, oh, we might have to make this an hour-long special. Dude, the food was fucking popping. If there's any food festival that you do want to go to, scratch everything else, come to this one. Food bowl. It's worth that $100 something ticket. Yeah, because right? there's not a single dish that you pro will probably eat and be like, this is disgusting. There might be stuff that you're like, oh, I don't like it as much, but yeah. everything was fucking good. Because all these restaurants are bringing... Are, are are bringing their best foot forward for this shit, right? So they're, like, being like, yo, this is my, like, either their new shit or they're, like, their best shit. And they're like, yo, take this as our best bite and, oh. Dude, they fucking had, what was it called? The, the sushi joint. The Brothers Sushi. The Brothers Sushi. They were giving away Toro. Like Chutoro and Toro, which is, you know, the tuna belly. And not only it was it Toro, it was aged Toro. Fucking delicious. And by the way, it's not like you grab one and you're done. You can go back for more and more and more. Let me tell you, by the time we got to that to, to the Brothers Sushi, um, which also is one of the restaurants that was in my phone that I've been meaning to go to. It's in Woodland Hills, like, which is kind of a drive. But I was like, yo, I really want to eat it this shit because um, I just it looks good. Um, we were already mad full, right? And we, I took the bite, and I was like, I'm going to just eat the fucking a, a bite and so I can get a flavor. We ate the whole thing. It was so fucking good, you man. You want some champagne? Sure. I have a little bit left in here. Okay. Oh, man. This skinny boy. We're going to take another—we're going to toast one more time, and then we're going to take another uh, break, and then we are going to um, make sweet love to y'all. Cheers. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, y'all. It's Tim. And David. And if you want to listen to Dudes Behind the Foods without ads, now you can. Just go to dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show, too. That's dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com. Thanks. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. You, you smash it or you pass it. I look, look up her nude first. Okay. 
You smash it or you pass. It's actually a really funny photo because the <laughs> angles are hella funny. I got to go to Twitter, of course, because Twitter doesn't censor anything. There's literally pornography on Twitter. It's oh, I only found that out recently. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> you know, actually, um, Rachel Dolezal, OnlyFans. Um, I also heard <laughs> they were trying to, um, like, Twitter kind of realized that they're a good place for porn and were contemplating, like, trying to monetize it and trying to be, like, an OnlyFans competitor. Oh, wow. But people were pretty, like, confused by it. Um, I would... 100% smash Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Aren't you surprised at the titties? They, ha- I'm trying to debate if they are they're fake. fake. Sure. I feel like she got new fake ones and then started her OnlyFans. Because she's, um, she's older. Yeah. So they're not supposed to be that perky. Right. But she got a good size. Like, they're not, like, over-exaggerated mm-hmm. fake. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um... Natural looking fakes. You know who also got tiny, like smaller fakes, like B size fakes. Um, have you ever seen Wedding Crashers? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that scene when um, the mom forces him to feel her boobs, mm-hmm. the Kit Kat? So that actress, I don't know if you ever watched um, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, as yes. a little kid. So that's that's her. Oh, yeah. And they uh, and she confessed that before she did that scene, she went and got fake titties, little fucking fake. B-cup titties that, you know, just so she could feel confident about that scene, and uh, they look great. <laughs> Wedding Crash is fucking funny. Wedding Crash is probably one of my favorite, like, that era of, like, you know, kind of dirty comedy movies. I, rem- I remember when that movie came out, it was Wedding Crashers and 40-Year-Old Virgin came out at the same time, and I love both movies, but Wedding Crashers just had me nonstop cracking up the whole time. Vince Vaughn kind of just up and disappeared a little bit. He's on a couple like more serious shit. Um, I feel also, like he got done making his comedy shit. You know, made his bag, and now yeah. he's chilling, doing whatever the fuck he wants. Also, people say that when some sometimes people are like, you know, close your eyes and listen to Tim and David's podcast, and it sounds like Justin Timberlake and Vince Vaughn having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Vince Vaughn? <laughs> God damn it! I already know it's gonna be me. Uh, and I was like, huh, interesting. I've actually heard the Justin Timberlake voice uh, thing a few times in in my life. Um, I guess we have a, a similar, let's like speaking voice. Um, I can definitely hear the Vince Vaughn in you for sure. God damn it. <laughs> Cause I think Vince Vaughn is a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a little annoying. I am. <laughs> he's fucking tall as shit. Yeah. He's a tall boy. Just like you. Oh my well, God. How about this? Um, how about this? What's one of your favorite fucking sexy sexual comedies from that era because there was a whole you know what i'm saying that was like a whole time where those types of movies were just all that was coming I mean, out it was anything with will ferrell though yes. like so like will ferrell at that time was just making back to back to back bangers bangers yes. constantly funny still classics dude mm-hmm. was like we talked about it too the one with the um the, the buddy cop thing oh yes mark Wahlberg. yeah that's literally top five comedy movies of all time to me there was a time of my life dog where I was living alone specifically, and um, there were two movies that I just would always have as background because I love them so much, right? It was either Nacho Libre or Anchorman. And I could, like, just quote those movies word for word. If ever I had anything to do, like, clean the fucking house, I wouldn't put on music. I would put on Anchorman or Nacho Libre, and that's and that's how I would kind of go on about Did you like business. the second one? Anchorman 2 was, had really great moments, 
it was a little much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There were certain parts where I'm like, y'all are y'all are y'all are pushing it right now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like some of this shit's great. Some of this shit's just a little much. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't. I wish they would just left it alone in Anchorman One. I wish they would have. I mean, I like. I wish they would have kept the same energy. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think when you do a sequel, I get it. You really want to outdo the first one. You want to make it so that oh wow, this sequel is fucking like on par with the first one. So you kind of going, you taking the next level, right? And uh, I think they just tried a little too hard with the second one. It's kind of crazy how um, in during that time there was like Ben Stiller movies too, and then Ben Stiller is Jerry Stiller's fucking son. I know. Isn't I, only that wild? Co- I only connected that not that long ago. Oh, really? Yeah, even though they look exactly alike. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, and in that show, too, if you notice, like, um, uh, Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad, yeah. he's been with the same lady since day one. And they were a comedy duo. Like, oh, yes. Out in like, in, like, the 60s, the 50s, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole stint in a time where they were, like, this popping comedy duo. They were traveling, doing all this other shit. And then for a long time, he couldn't book anything. Mm. Um. And then his career got revived through sitcoms, mm. right? So Seinfeld, Seinfeld King, King of Queens, Queens yeah. exactly. Jinx. You know, well, now we have to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> In King of Queens. Is that what happens when you jinx somebody? <laughs> I don't think that's what you do. <laughs> you can't talk until I say your name three times. David, David, David. Okay, you're free. <laughs> I forgot about the rules of jinx. I'm like, why is this fool fucking hitting me? Is that not how y'all play? I think it is. I just hella forgot. I'm like, what's going on here? So real quick, to, to interrupt, I did that to Chia one time. And she had no idea what she was talking about, what I was talking about. She was getting pissed. And we, I think we said something at the same time. I was like, jinx. And she kept talking. I was like, oh. And she's like, okay, well, anyways. And she was like, Stop! And I was like, uh, babe, the rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, here, go, what? <laughs> I fucking hate you. She's so mad at me right now. <laughs> this woman hates me right now. <laughs> I keep fucking up. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so yes, you're talking about... Oh, yeah. So if you guys watch King of Queens <laughs> later on, you fucking distracted me. <laughs> King of Queens later on, uh, towards the later season, uh, Arthur Spooner, uh, Spence, Spence Olchin... Um, his mom actually play is actually Arthur's real wife. It's actually Jerry Stiller's real wife. Oh, really? And so their relationship on the show is fucking hilarious because she has the hots for him and she's creepy as fuck. Interesting. And so I didn't know why the chemistry was so good, but I love the episodes when they were together because it was so fucking funny. Yeah. How uncomfortable she would make uh, Arthur feel. Mm. But they were actually married and it was so, so sad. They've been together forever mm. doing comedy since day. How fucking amazing is that shit? Man, don't you wish our wives were funny? Ah, oh, dude. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch I Love Lucy? Yes. Okay, so I Love Lucy is my shit, right? You want to you hear something else that's going to blow your mind? Okay. Um, Fred and Ethel hated each other in real life. Really? Hated each other. Like, she could not stand him. Um, like, they. that's why they've, like, you, you, they've never fucking kissed. Like, I've, I think I've read shit where it was like, she would be like, ugh, can we just, like... And he, like, hated being there. He'd be like, can I just get, can I get less, epi- can I get less lines in this episode? Like... They despise each other. Why? And for the first couple seasons or whatever, uh, Lucy and Ethel didn't like each other. Seems like Ethel's the bitch here, huh? <laughs> she seems. <laughs> What's the common denominator? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Ethel, you bitch. What's wrong with you? No, but I've read some shit where 
my Lucy, Lucy was kind of being a hater. Where I mean, mind you, it was oh. her show, but where Lucy was like, mm, you know, Ethel is looking a little too cute. This like y'all got to change her wardrobe up a little bit because she's looking a little too oh, cute. I can't have her. Like, I apologize. I'll take that me. <laughs> but I mean. It's, it's Lucille Ball. She can do whatever she wants, dog. Dude, there's all this like backstory drama that people just don't really know about, man. I know. That's why I'm, I'm like, I had a podcast where I was telling people like, listen, just take entertainment for entertainment value's sake. Stop trying to be get the get, stop trying to get the fucking cheese made, dog. Yeah, it's like you don't you don't know any of us, yeah. right? You don't know any of these people. All the people who put like the biggest front to be like the nicest people, they're probably assholes, and that's okay because you don't have to you don't have to be so emotionally invested into these human beings. Just take the laughs take the great movies and then be happy about it just wait till y'all hear the tell all about send foods oh my god your minds will be blown the drugs the sex the hate oh my god and that's and that's all just right here at this table <laughs> it's just me and tim in a hotel room <laughs> hate fucking each other on cocaine <laughs> <laughs> You're jacking me off too hard. <laughs> disgusting. It's like, I don't have enough gravy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should do a funny ass sketch about that, dude. Oh, yes, like a behind the scenes foods. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Right when the camera cuts, I just fucking hate you. Oh, that's so good. You don't so know good. anything about fried chicken and you don't say anything correct about the food. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, Hey, if you don't stop being so fucking goddamn pretentious, I don't care what the remoulade is made in. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's good. Oh, we were making good. sketches again. I miss making sketches, dude. I miss making sketches too, man. I, uh, you know, and we we we've talked about this before. Um, I also like <laughs> the fucking pillow pet music video, which I like put good money into, and I thought was like such an like artistic masterpiece. It's, it's so shitty views, dog. Even if you don't like the song, I think the video is fucking tight. You know, no. it sucks though when you put all your heart and effort into something, it doesn't pop off, and the one that's just throwaways just blows up. Oh, uh, I know. You can't control that shit. It's whatever the people like. Yeah, man. I look. I I put money into that pillow pet music video, right? Um, did a whole ass production. It's, it's, it's around it's around ninety thousand views. When it gets a hundred thousand views, I'll be I'll be satisfied. Hey, bump those views up, people. Get those views up, you motherfuckers. But uh, but these videos of me waiting in line at Costco get millions of views. hundred oh, percent. <laughs> it's the fast content. People like fast content now. Yeah. Like once it goes past a certain time, people don't want to see it. I know. I know. Unless it's Casey fucking nice that. Uh, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. People love it. I love Casey Neistat, man. Oh, he's a good dude. I was supposed to buy his Tesla and he forgot. <laughs> Casey Neistat, I mean, your car right now is fucking sick. Oh, I love it, yeah. Casey Neistat is one of those guys that I really, really appreciate because he was the one that kind of flipped my perspective on what I thought about the type of media platform I wanted to be on. Mm. So I was so convinced from other people saying, like, your next step is going to film in movies, right? Mm. And I did that path. And it was it was cool while it lasted. But then Casey Neistat, I remember he had this video and he goes, out of all the things that I've done, I've sold HBO shows. I've been in movies. I've done all this stuff. Nothing ever beats YouTube. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Why is this other stuff that I'm chasing better than YouTube? Right. And I don't think that it is like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like we grew up kind of holding it on a pedestal. Yeah, and I, I still do. You know what I'm saying? I seek that traditional validation because that's what I want to do, right? But when you put it in the perspective that a lot of people do, like Casey Neistat, and I, I watch um, this guy named um, 
Drew Golden, who's so funny on YouTube. He does like commentary videos. Mm. He did a whole breakdown of um, Lily Singh's uh, talk show. Oh, dude, that show, by the way, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> Trash. Continue. <laughs> but he does a whole video, first of all, just breaking down where it went wrong. But he's also like, Lily, you know, you're making millions of dollars on YouTube. Like, why go to the side of like a late night talk show where you have to go through all these different like people and and all these writers and do all this just to say like you know you have a talk show on tv she had the money she, yeah. she was doing what she wanted it was perfectly fine right. and i've never liked her stuff but at least it was her stuff it was right. her style you yeah, know yeah. and then when she was doing the talk show stuff it's like oh you are not a good host like this is not in your lane like or you didn't her skill set isn't made for that right you know, I think it's it's tough, you know what I'm saying? Because I think, like, as a host, Lily could totally host some dope shit. I think it was just the wrong lane for her. Because, like, when you think her demographic... Um, it's, it's super young. Super young. And also, look, she could she could probably kill a fucking talk show geared towards a younger audience. Like a I'm little not, kid show? I'm not, yeah. I'm not even talking about little kid show. I think, like, teens could fuck with a Lily show, right? But, like, when you're venturing into... The late night, which is like, it's all fucking grown ass adults. And also she's not a comic either. Right. Like, and you could tell by the jokes that she's trying to make. Like one of the things that I saw that kind of made me, uh, like I, when I watch it, it just makes me want to die. It's, she was on the daily show mm -hmm. and she was trying to make jokes and the crowd was dead. And that's a, that's a crowd that's geared to laugh at <laughs> anything that you say. Well, you know what? Maybe they're racist. <laughs> you ever think of that? Lily, I fuck with you, girl. I got your back. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't know, I don't know her personally at all. I'm just saying it from a from a viewer perspective. Yeah, you know that's the hard thing too. I think like with me, um, I don't, I'm not really. I'm just watching things to, to watch it like everybody else, yeah, and yeah. I just have an opinion on it. And then people feel like, well, why did you say that? It's like I'm not a celebrity. I just, I just yeah. watch stuff like you guys watch stuff. I know, I know. I, you know, look, I know, I know. And, I, and of course, I'm naturally, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend my friends. But you know, I think it, it was, a, it was a rough, it was a rough match because it's like, it wasn't right for her. If you get a bag, someone offers you a bag, a great bag to fucking try a new thing. Of course, you're gonna, mm. you're, you're gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's tough. It's like. When you're a YouTuber, especially YouTubers starting in, in the times that we did, in your mind, it's like, yeah, my goal is to go mainstream. You feel but me? See, that's the difference between you and some of these other, because she was a later content creator, right? Mm -hmm. you oh, wait, can I get another piece of chicken before oh, you continue? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, and it's still warm. Give it. All right, go on. You, you were somebody that wanted to go into traditional media. Yeah. So you're... You're, you're kind of well-equipped and prepared for anything, mm. right? If I put you in a hosting thing, you would smash it. If I put you in a film, if I put you in TV, you're all right there. Because even though you started your stuff on YouTube, you have been working on your skill set for a very long time. You are prepped for this, right? A lot right. of these later on YouTubers, mm -hmm. they were just talking to themselves in a room, right, right, right. right? And so now it's time for you to perform. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, shit, I'm not a performer. Uh, I don't know how to do things without jump cuts. I don't know how to make jokes on the spot. I'm actually not that funny. I'm just very good at creating content. Mm -hmm. And it's different. When you have to do that and you have to be willing and ready, that's why even though you can say whatever you want about Logan Paul, that's a talented motherfucker. And with seeing that fool in WWE <coughs> smashing it, dog. I love it. I fucking love it. You don't have to like him as a person and yeah. nobody knows him as a person. Yeah. He made a lot of mistakes when he was younger. Yeah. And I get that. I allow people to change and evolve. 100%. And I think he's different now. Yeah. Right. But when I see him as an entertainer, when I see him as an athlete, mm. he is 
multi-hyphenate talented. Fucking physical specimen entertainer to the max. Yes. Uh, let me tell you this, bro. And he's kind of funny. Um, look, I, f- I fuck with Logan Paul. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he apologized for his dumb shit. Yeah, I forgive him. Whatever. Fuck, I'm not even his friends. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, man. I'm not, I'm not you know, I, I'm not his friend either. I feel, you know, if we if we saw each other at a, a van, we'd dap it up. I'd probably buy each other a drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, not a bad boxer either. Um, and look, sexy, sexy man. But uh, look, man, I'm all for a redemption arc. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and his redemption arc is... Um, like it, he's he's done great. I think he's at a point where he's moved past the dumb shit, and he's just you know doing his thing now. And he's doing good at it. You and know, he could do now. He's at the point where I think a lot of people want to be, where he could do whatever the fuck he wants. Right, right. It doesn't matter because he's not financially in a bind. Um, his house is so big, it's so nice. Yeah, he's never <laughs> in a financial bind. He can. And he now has the freedom to do whatever he wants, and he does it well. Mm-hmm. It's not like these are like crazy handouts either. Right. Like he does it really well. One hundred percent. Oh. I want to tell you this, dog. Speaking of influencers that couldn't translate what they do to real life uh, entertainment shit. Um, you know, I was on Wild and Out for eight seasons, right? Eight seasons, six years. And there were a couple people, uh, as far as like that came from the internet, me and Emmanuel Hudson were like the first ones on Wild and Out. Everyone else that was on the reboot. For season five, they were all traditional com- traditional stand-up comedians, improv comedians. Me and Emmanuel were the only ones that came from YouTube um, that were able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because um, Emmanuel, he's like, he'll tell you too, like, you know, he's done theater. He's done that type of shit. I always did, like, you know, theater in high school. Like, you know, so we know how to be on a fucking stage, you know. Um, but then through the years, they tried to bring in certain people who were only social media people. And some worked really well like fucking dc young fly i'm not gonna lie when they first said like oh we bring in dc young fly on i was like are you sure that's gonna work like he just be like talking to his phone like is that gonna work but this motherfucker kills it and he's like a star he's a superstar he literally he'll post something new on instagram I'm like how the fuck he does everything you know yeah. what i'm saying and he does it well sings sings he can fucking play the drums he can dance he's amazing he's a, he's, he's dc is, is is all around great but Without naming specifics, I've been there where they brought on certain people that they really wanted to pop off. Like, I'm talking about, like, really set them up to succeed. And then, like, once those lights were on and those cameras were live, like, they went out on stage and froze. You know what I'm saying? And all that shit gets edited out. But I've seen it, been there on stage where they went out, walked up to the front of the stage, and then walk right back because they're not wow. used to that shit. Yo, I'll tell you this, man. Like, I was on a bootleg version of that show. <laughs> 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 they were trying to do something new where they stole Patrick Cloud's show. <laughs> and it was a flop, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, let me tell you something. It was a flop. But the episodes I were in, millions of views, right? Because <laughs> I've done performative stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's in my wheelhouse, right? If you go up there and you fail on the show, you suck so bad because, first of all, shout out to Charlie Clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to uh, Conceited. Mm-hmm. As castmates, they are so kind. Mm-hmm. They want you to succeed. Because mm-hmm. I was I was on a, a, a movie set, and so I couldn't do the practice stuff. I had no debriefing or whatever. Mm. People had jokes ready. 
Mm. I came in, I was a little nervous because everybody had jokes ready. I had nothing. Mm. And so I came in and I was like, hey, and then, you know, Charlie was like, hey, let me just give you a, show you the ropes a little bit. You know, don't worry about this so much. Just try to play off me. I'll, I'll lob you some stuff here and there. Mm. And they made the situation so easy for me, which is why I did so well. Mm. So if you go up there in such a positive cast, because <laughs> when you shine, they you look, they look good too. So everybody looks good. Everybody just wants to put on a good show a while ago. Yeah, yeah, man. And I was like, damn, these dudes really helped me out. And mm -hmm. I appreciated it so much. So if you're getting all these lobs and you can't perform, this is not for you, mm -hmm. right? And not to say that you being on YouTube and doing jump cuts and jokes, I do that too. That's a good lane too. But you just, if, when you go into another platform, just know what you got to be ready for, you mm -hmm. know? Not everybody's ready for that shit. And, and people who do that probably can't do what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. And look, um, and I've, and in my pursuit of crossing over, I've done some very shitty movies. <laughs> There's like two movies specifically that nobody has seen. Um, and I'm not talking about High School Sucks. High School Sucks is a great movie uh, that will never come out. Not our fault. But I've done a couple very shitty movies. And not to any fault of my own because, I, look, I kill my part. <laughs> but I literally this morning was just watching one of them and I'm like, God, this is so bad. I think one of your movies was on a plane or something, wasn't it? Probably. It was. I forgot where it was, but then I was gonna watch it. And he was like, "Don't watch it." It's no, so no, bad. no. I told you to download it because it's so bad. I wanted you to watch oh, it. Yeah. I was like, "Watch this shit and cringe with me." <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. But you know, hey man, it's all part of the. It's all part of the experience, you know. I, I've. I mean, we've definitely done stuff that we're not all proud of, but at the same time, it's just fun. I'm just earning my stripes, you know. <laughs> Well, guys, <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Dudes Behind the Foods. Yeah. Uh, all right, y'all. I'm Tim Chandrangsu. And I'm David So. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, all that bullshit. Uh, rate us five stars wherever you consume your podcast. And uh, have a great day. Bye. Bye. Yo, it's the Dudes Behind the Foods. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.